Welcome, friends. This is Historical AF. I'm Kina. And I'm Zeke. We are a married couple here to deliver weird and weirder historical needed in your ear holes. This is Kina's birthday extravaganza. That's not a word. Extravaganza theme part one. <laughs> so it's my birthday. I can do what I want. So this theme is birthday themed, which just means anything that I want to do. <laughs> Okay, we'll turn it back on. This is the first time Zeke has ever been on. He's never listened to the podcast. So this is brand new. Yeah. I'm excited that Zeke's here. And I asked Patreon to ask some questions to you to celebrate your first time on the podcast. Are you ready? This is from Brianna, who is our newest Patreon fan. It says, what's the best thing about being married? And I did not make that up. And I did not make her put that. The best thing about being married to Kina. I mean, obviously, she's thoughtful. She's in your head to the point. It's kind of disturbing, honestly. Like, she's going to do all your stuff for you. And it's really great, though, because she handles all of extracurricular situations and stuff like that before you're like, oh, man, I didn't even know you need to do that. And she's like, I already got it. Here's a cake. You needed a cake today. <laughs> so it's pretty sweet. Oh, yay. I knew you liked me. That You gave her that one. <laughs> I did not. I did not. And that was the first question. I and I didn't even prompt that. But I am thrilled to death that I came in. <laughs> the second question is from Jason. Jolly Jay. And it's, what's your favorite historical event? Favorite historical event? Probably the moon landing. Let's go with that. Um, I didn't uh, know that. uh, Well, you know, when you're put on the spot, you gotta, you gotta go for it. Oh, but, um, and mainly just because I'm sure you guys have heard, I'm kind of a technical individual. So the technical aspects of that intrigues me on all accounts. Uh, from getting there, doing it, building it, people involved. So one of the aspects and, and one of the things that I do appreciate about my wife, back to uh, question number one again, tying into question number two is my wife, no matter what, I don't care what it is, how, where, what, why, historical event or story, it is how women were tied into that or not allowed to tie in. So there's, there's the, hey, we were the best you guys didn't let us be involved. Yeah, anyway, it's on the historical side, right? So we're moving on beyond that. So I guess that kind of ties into one and two uh, of also what I like about my life and the historical event. Because, like, a lot of why we even made it is because of women. It's true. They were human, which is fun because now tech jobs are male-dominated career fields. Yeah, it was a lot of weller in the 60s that got us to the moon. It's really incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Computers. Did you guys know that Jack Black's mom? And then there's Jack Black's. I love Jack Black. Okay, next question. Do you want? Have you seen any? They know my feelings about ghosts. I want to see a ghost. It won't haunt me. I want it too much. So the question from Stacy is, do you want to have you seen? I, I don't think they Oh, yeah. I I do. I just, I. I science. Try, I want it too much. If science proves it, hey, I'm not all for it. But until then. <laughs> I will say that if I'm going to go into a haunted place, I want you with me. Just. Not because I think you're going to protect me. Don't want to be by myself. <laughs> so when I stayed at work, everybody kept telling me that I was going to see ghosts. And 
I kept thinking, oh shit, what does that mean? Because they wouldn't tell me. And I thought, am I going to wake up and they're cleaning at the foot of my bed? And then it just turned out that they just heard knocking, which I did hear all night, but it's an old fuck house. So it's just a figment of your. No, there are things that are unexplained. No, we have been in this house and I think there are are three times at least that you're like, is that a ghost? No, (laughs) no, it's not a ghost. Doug is in a box. No, no, it's not a ghost. It was weird. No. No, it's not a ghost. It's a bird. I mean, fair. But when we were looking for a house the first time, I kept seeing orbs and shit. I'm like, is that a ghost or is that dust? And he was like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, no. Do we need a Swiffer or do we need an exorcist? These are real questions that we need to know. No, it's people with potato phones. Science. (laughs) All right. And the last question is, what are you working on currently in the garage? Oh, man. That's like a multitude of things. Ooh. Rebuild the motor in the Danger Ranger, the Black Pearl. It's got some update to happen. And then I'm going to roll into Project uh, Betty White. She needs an, a motor as well. So I didn't know that's what you named her. That just happened. Aw, we were watching Betty, I, Wait, blah, Betty White last... Oh, drink! I just messed up words. Lots of drinking. <laughs> Betty White, we were watching The Proposal last night. We were not. I was watching The Proposal last night. I just got the end of it, and I was like, oh, it's Betty White. She's about to be 100. Anyway, I, I picked up a project. I was going to flip, and then I, I need a tow vehicle. So we'll see what happens with it. Well, that's what I'm working on currently. And I just finished up a buddy's car that he's super happy with that was going to burn to the ground and kill him. And then I fixed everything. And now it's just a normal, everyday, 1,000-horsepower, third-gen mullet-wearing Camaro. Uh, America. <laughs> America. Yeah, it's, he's infuriatingly good at everything, but he can look at a vehicle and fix it. It's like, you know, some people's brains can look at a problem and see solutions. I see a problem, I have the windows shut down in my brain. So two different kinds of people. No, that's legit, actually. <laughs> Opposites do <to> attract. <laughs> listening we have and we by me i have established a drinking game with patreon before we started recording so they know what the cues are but you don't so are you sure that i'm not on that group i didn't think you were gonna read it didn't <laughs> I, knew. I, saw, I saw there was a thing about me i was like oh. i knew you wouldn't read it so there no, are no i don't <laughs> why would i so so there are there are drinks so everybody fill up a drink Okay, so we ready to get into some history? I mean, I thought that's one. Yeah, yeah, it's a history podcast. That's what we're doing. So it's my birthday episode. So basically, it's everything is my birthday. So it's our tradition whenever it's a birthday, whether it's ours or a friend's video in Ragnarok, where they're in the orgy ship and playing the song like, it's my birthday. Is that what they call it? The orgy ship? Yeah, because he said this is a ship for his orgy. Yeah. And so we just jammed to that. So is that really a PG-13? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was going to play it, but then I'd get flagged for copyright. So did not. It's a birthday. Yeah, it's fun to jam too. So anyway, everything this thing, either birthday related, December related, or just something because I fucking like it because it's my podcast. I can do what I want. So story number one is December related. I was born in. (laughs) 
Yes. Picture it, babe. It's December 23rd, 1927 in a town called Cisco in West Texas. For context, that's 274 miles from here and 305 miles from the big Texan steak ranch and brewery. I don't really think it was. A- <laughs> I didn't. But. It's an incredible place. If you've never been to Amarillo, I know everybody's all like, oh, you should go to the, like, Mustang, what is it called? Mustang Sally's? No, something ranch. Cadillac Ranch. Nope, it is not. Drink. (laughs) Drink. Cadillac Ranch. But no, we went to the Big Texan Steak Ranch and then had steak, obviously, which is... (laughs) um, That's a steak. Steak or Mm -hmm. me laughing from something? Nope, steak, drink. And then on the way back through, we stayed there, which was the most Western-styled motel. But it ended up being this place we stayed at. It had the little swingy doors, like you're going into a saloon. But to the bathroom, like fur skin rugs, cowboy hats by the bed. (laughs) They weren't supposed to come off the wall. (laughs) They did. I can't help myself. So that was a good time. Anyway, and this is Cisco. Not to be confused with Cisco who gave the world the classic thong song in 1999. Dumps like a truck. What? <laughs> Nothing? Okay. <laughs> so Woodrow Woody Harris. Not to be confused with Woody Harrelson. Which, by the way, play Admiral Nimitz in that new movie. So you got some competition. Because if you don't follow our social media, it was Admiral Parade. In Admiral Nimitz's hometown. So who did it better? Woody Harrelson or C? Obviously. Obviously. So, anywho. Woody was 14. He's driving around because apparently that's there's no laws against that being 14 in Texas. <laughs> and he is in his new Oldsmobile. They just bought it. And then they stop at a stoplight. They look over the none other than Santa. Isn't that exciting? Ooh! <laughs> So obviously it's not the Santa, a Santa. They lock eyes. I'm assuming it got weird. And then <laughs> Santa starts charging their sweet new car with two of his Santa bros, his elves. Bro. I mean, Santa, what could go wrong, right? Wrong! A lot could go wrong! <laughs> because Santa then whipped out a gun and screamed for them to get the fuck out of the car. So here's that moment where we have that record scratch. And it's like, huh... This shit got crazy. How did we get here? No. Work with me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering what Santa's doing in Texas with a gun. Exactly. What is Santa doing in Texas? So let's rewind to the beginning. Wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, what? Marshall Fields Ratliff was born on March 26, 1903 in Tejas. So just a little bit before his birthday is in March as well. His mama was a small cafe disco, and he had a brother named Lee. And by all accounts, him and his brother were just really shitty and always in trouble. Oh, man. Great reputation. So they were literally just teenagers growing up. Well, I mean, like legally always in trouble. There's like a level where if you're a troublemaker, cool. But like if you're being convicted of shit, like that's that's a different level. So now he's 24. And he decided one day, I'm going to rob a bank. So he goes to his brother and is like, hey, dude, I want to rob a bank. You with me? And he's like, fuck yeah, I am. Let's go. And they did this whole plan. And they're like, it's the best plan ever. And so in the mid-20s, 1920s, not 20 now, obviously, they headed to the small town of Valera to try out their new hobby of bank robbing. 
And they would have probably gotten away with it if it wasn't for all the bragging that they did afterwards. So they were going to all the bars talking about, man, I just robbed this bank. I got all this cash. Let me buy you a drink. This is amazing. And then word got back to the sheriff. <laughs> In the same town? No, this was in Abilene. We went to Abilene. That's where we went to the DM where I crawled in the cow skull and you took a lot of pictures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we went to a brewery there, had a lot of German. Or no, not that wasn't things. That was the beer and I had fish. That's not important. Am I talking? Anyway, so they show up in Abilene. They're drunk. They're telling everybody about the bank robbery. They get arrested in the prison. So this was short-lived because they were paroled after a year because they lucked out and were pardoned by Governor Miriam Ma, in quotes, Ferguson. who She issued about 4,000 pardons during her tenure. Fun fact, she campaigned as a stand-in for her husband, Jim, because he got barred from returning to office after being convicted of financial crimes. So she ran on a slogan that was essentially like, I'm going to do what my husband would have done. So just vote for me and you get two governors for one. <laughs> she gets elected. Oh, yeah. 4,000 pardons. Like this lady, like they were just shady from the get go. Yeah. Yeah. She's also the lady we watched that be about Bonnie and Clyde, the governor, Ma. That was her. Same one. She had a lot of criminal. And she was just like, fucking get rid of Bonnie and Clyde. They're making me look bad. But like a law was making her look bad. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the brothers. They briefly wandered around West Texas looking for oil to work after they got out of prison. Because they wanted to, you know, be upstanding citizens or whatnot. But it didn't pan out. So they decided we should rob another bank. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You did one. So they ended committed up committed at that point. <laughs> you are committed. So they ended up going to a boarding house in Wichita Falls with Hatch Plan. This time he set his sights on a bank that was with oil money in his hometown of Cisco. And he had a more intricate plan. The plan was as follows. It's a four-man team, three accomplices. <laughs> That's god damn it, I can't remember. Drink! That was the other thing. <laughs> Okay, three accomplices to keep everybody in the bank under control while he gathered the money. And then they would have the car present in the alley. So he'd have a clear getaway, right? And they'd all have guns, disguise, because it was his hometown. And he thought people would recognize him because his mom had a cafe, you remember? If you wear a mustache, everyone knows that no one can recognize. Or glasses. (laughs) So he's Ocean Eleven in the shit. And he put together his team. And there was Henry Helms, who's 32, ex-con, skills unknown. Robert Hill, ex-con, skills also unknown. And then his brother, ex-con, also skills unknown. But then his brother, he went rogue, committed a spur-of-the-moment burglary in Wichita Falls, and then got arrested and went back to prison. Womp womp. Womp womp. So hey, could you imagine being in that time when, like... That could have been your occupation, Tom. Bank robbery? Yeah. All right. So brothers in jail. So last minute, Marshall recruited a relative of Helms, Louis. 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 This is a France. This is Texas. Louis David, who is 22. And shockingly, not an ex-con. He was just desperate for money to buy presents. Yeah, that's how you become a, a con. And he agreed to join on one condition that there was no shooting. Spoiler alert, they lied to him. There would be a lot of shit. So poor dude, he's the only one that's just like, I don't want to be a convict, but like, I just need some cash. Wait, how do we know he was like, no? Because they told them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stock 
fool, man. So who says that in the twenties? <laughs> so now it's time to get disguised. His landlady at the boarding house was Midge Tellet, and had she had sewn Midge. Oh. Midge. So she had sewn a That's Santa. A it is. Well, no, isn't that on that one show I watched? Like you don't watch it, never. No, mind. they're all named. No, Maisel. What is it? Ariel? No, not that's the that was oh, t- twenty years ago. That is. What's the Frozen ladies? Elsa. Yeah, a lot of Elsa's coming out here in the twenty uh, twenties. All the vintage names are coming back. Yeah, so is the clothes. Gag. <laughs> Anywho, so Mitch had sewn this lovely Santa Claus suit for her husband to wear for Christmas. And it was super legit. They had the beard and the hat and all the trimming. So he's like, hey, let me dress up as Santa. It's for a thing. Don't worry about it. I will give it back. It'll be fine. You'll have it for Christmas. Just let me have it. And she's like, okay, sweet old lady. Not suspecting that he's about to rob a bit. So he has his disguise. He's ready to go. So he's feeling really good about himself because he's like, everybody else has these bandanas over their face and be fucking Santa Claus. So now it's December 22nd. We have four Santa Bandits set out to go rob a bank, but it's 200 miles away. Oh, Their no. target. And they what st- will they do? They stole a Buick. <gasps> it just so happened to have a full of gas. Why is it a Buick? I don't it's know. It's an interesting car. Well, I mean, it's a 20. Was that a big What is thing? like, you got Buicks and Pontiacs? What else was there? Fords. I don't know. Car guy. Car guy <laughs> had Fords until everything else became awesome. <laughs> okay, so... Full tank of gas. They're drinking bootleg whiskey. And they're bragging about what they're going to do with all this money once I steal it. They're having an epic road trip. Okay, so right before noon on the 23rd, our heist bros arrive at Cisco. They're hungover. <laughs> they didn't sleep. But they're like... This sounds like a great, great Christmas party. Yes, and they're ready to go, right? So Relim is dressed as Santa. And he's reading whiskey. And he's crouched in the floorboards because he doesn't Reaking. want to be. Yes. I mean, they got drunk. They're bootleg whiskey. I'm sure it doesn't take much. They probably Words. spilled. Words matter. Be like essence. Essence day It's whiskey. the 20s. There's probably prohibition shit going on. So they had to get bootleg whiskey. And then that's probably like <laughs> poison, essentially, at this <laughs> point. Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he's in the floorboards. And he doesn't want anybody to see him because he's Santa. And they roll up to their target and they park in the alley. He then jumps out and he starts waving at shoppers. And then he's like patting tiny humans on the head, being like, hey, little kid, I'm Santa. What do you want for Christmas? Nobody suspects a thing. It's perfect disguise, right? Right? Yeah! But foreshadowing. Him being Santa would be his undoing. Dun, dun, dun. So they enter the bank and they're greeted with like, Hello, Santa, from all the tellers. And there was about 16 people in the bank at the time. And they were just all thrilled that Santa walked in. They're like, this is great. It's almost Christmas. There's Santa. Nothing could go wrong and wrong. Because he didn't respond with ho, ho, ho or some shit. He responded with like, hey, you elf, point a gun at that person. And they did. (laughs) So Awkward. We didn't know what he said. (laughs) There was conflicting accounts. So elf number one, Hill, pointed a pistol at the cashier and says, hands up, like very 20s, you know. I can't do accents, suck, but just imagine 1920s accent, hands up. 
right? And then Elf 2 and 3 joined in. And then to the horror of all tiny humans everywhere, Santa whipped out a gun and said, reach for some sky. Which normally in movies, they say reach for the sky, but he said some sky. Whoa. (laughs) So Santa proceeded to take some money from the tellers, the safe in the vault. And then this little girl, shit, I missed that part. Oh my God, I just ruined it. Uh, okay, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that drunk. Okay, so while he was walking into the bank, the little girl's like, Mom, it's Santa. I want to go remind him what I want for Christmas. So no. And the mom's like, Ugh, fine, what? So they're walking towards the bank as the same rock. So I fucked that part up, but now we are. We're back where we're at. So the little girl and her mom just talked about walking in the door and then a quick nope, and they were like, We gotta get out of here. So the guys. Go in front of the door. They're like, you can leave. They're like, fuck that. The back exits weren't guarded. The mom and the kid run out. And so she bolts, starts screaming for help, which alerted chief of police, GE, quotes, bits, nicknamed Bedford. And most of the town that the bank was being robbed. The robbers saw people crowding outside and shot one bullet out the window, which was returned. Guess this Texas. Oh, they gave it back? Yeah. So they're like, fuck you. I'm going to shoot back. Yeah, pew pew. And then they start shooting more at the ceiling because they're armed. Then everybody outside was like, I can do that too. And then a gunfight ensued. So fun fact, in Texas at this time, day and age, whatever, approximately four banks a day were being robbed. <laughs> four? Four. Texas is I grew big. up in the world. Yeah. So a $5,000 bounty being offered by state authorities, anyone that shot a criminal robbing him. So everybody in any town in Texas is like, a bank robbery is going on. I'm going to shoot that dude because I want $5,000. Oh, man. Varmint. In today's money, because you know I love an inflation calculator, that is $79,479.60 right now. All right, what do you think, folks? Is that, is that worth a couple of... I feel like a lot of us would just do it. Keena would shoot somebody <laughs> for $80,000. I mean, I probably wouldn't, but like... Nope, Keena said it. It's a lot of money. That's like my student loan debt. I'm just saying. Desperate times, okay? She's got a price. That is my student loan. Life is hard. Choices are made. Choices are made, and you gotta live with those choices. This old, this old West style protocol was dubbed oh. the dead robber reward. And they wouldn't pay oh. out if you wounded them. You had to like flat out them out. I love it in the Patreon comments. I would shoot my mother for $80,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that's savage, but. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are on the same page as me so I don't feel so bad. I'm not a terrible, but life is hard. <laughs> Where were we at? The heisty bandits then grabbed a bunch of people and surrounded themselves like human shields and head for the car. And people are very pee and lots of wounds are happening everywhere. So a lot of the hostages did escape, except for two small girls named Laverne Comer and Emma Mae Robertson that they took hostage. It is. And as they try to get away, Chief Bedford and Deputy Deputy George Carmichael were sadly mortally wounded. So this is not a story without a bunch of death. I mean, I don't. So let's analyze that. Okay. Uh, Mortally wounded. Yes. They were shot dead. Were you really wounded? Yeah. I mean, that's. That's you, the... you did. That's not a wound. <laughs> you did. I, I feel a wound you can recover from. No. 
Be like, oh, I am broken. I got a cut. Back to the sad shit. So Ratliff, Santa, and one of his elves, Davis, were going as well as they're in their dash to the car. So Santa, three elves, two hostages, they make their escape and then realize, oh shit, we're out of gas and one of the tires has been shot out. Womp womp. This brings us back to the beginning of our story. They're out of gas, bleeding. They're running from the cops, which is the biggest manhunt in Texas history, by the way. What? Yes. Bigger than Bonnie and Clyde? At the time, yes. Yes. So they decide, we're going to commandeer this brand new Oldsmobile words belonging to the Harris Lane, not Woody Harris. We're back to the beginning. And they shove the money, which, by the way, was $12,400 in cash. $150,000 $150,000 in non-negotiable securities like checks, bonds, and valuables. So, again, trust the inflation calculator. That's $197,109.40 cash. And then $2,384,387.93 in securities. A lot of money. I just explained it. Checks, bonds, valuable. Safe deposit box. Probably jewels or whatever. All my shit's fake. My pearls. I don't know if these are real. I bought these from Banga Betty. I'm obsessed with her. It's the Anne Boleyn necklace, but with my K for Keenan. And then I bought it and realized like, oh, I should have done styes as Boleyn. So I fucked that up. Anyway, moving on. And they put the hostages back there with the cash. And then they realized the car won't start because... The kid, 14 kid, right? They're trying to steal the car. He gave him the car, but not the keys. No. What? What a lovely fuck you. And what a smart kid to be like, sure, take the car and then run away with the key in your pocket. That's smart. Smart kid. So Davis is now unconscious. They decide like, hey, hostages, get back in the first car. We're going to go. But our brilliant Santa bandits. Forgot the money. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. And then the ensuing mob of people that all want to shoot them in the face to get the $5,000 show up. And they find Davis is unconscious. They have all the money. They're like, let's call it a day. So they hand over all the money to the bank. Which is probably great for the bank because they have over 200 bolt holes in it. And they're like, I'm having a really terrible day. And the money shows back up. And they're like, eh, it's getting better. Nobody's back to the <laughs> such and such would shoot their mother, whoever you were, degenerate. These people are like, not of the authority. Oh, no. So I just started shooting. <laughs> a little sunny in Philadelphia. Sunny. It's sun- always sunny. Anyway. Always sunny. Which, by the way, they're the longest running in TV history now. Longest? Mm-hmm. More than Friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our robbery robbers and the bullet-ridden car and the two girls, they just leave the girls, and they go by foot. So they steal another car the next morning and manage to evade search parties until they wreck that car. I mean... They're probably tired. They were already hungover. Don't give them excuses. They haven't. So, I mean, I'm sure they just ran into a tree out of gym or something. But then they're like, we're going to come to this vehicle. And poor Carl Wiley, you say his name, Willie? was in the car. Looks like Wiley. Willie? I'm going to say Wiley. And they held him hostage for 24 hours before they left him the car for another car. And they're not doing so hot. So they're both shot. They're both hungry. And now it is sleeting. In Texas, and it's cool. So apparently that, oh no! 
Sorry, we were done. Okay, I just dropped my notes. Okay, I normally don't have notes or printed notes, so it's leading. Eventually, the Three Stooges are ambushed by the Sheriff's Foster of Young County right as they tried to cross the Brazos River. Another car chase and shooting ensued. Cy Bradford, a Texas Ranger, got involved and, according to lore in Texas, he shot all three of them. Kaboom! Can you go back to the to Ranger music and see if he's in there? Uh, at the... At the... I don't feel that that was as good as... I mean, it's it's a one-time thing, guys. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Like, if you're traveling through, don't make a specific trip for it. No, 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 no. It's the one with all the dead animals. And you got so Oh, in happy. San Antonio? Yeah. Oh, absolutely go to that one. <laughs> At least three times. No, it has all these taxidermy animals, and it's everything that I love. And he was just, just, you could see it fueling him. The just, the terror in my face that everything that I love in this world was on a wall. The best one was that. Oh, my God. <laughs> And for the record, the baby giraffe died stillbirth at the zoo, don't, and they donated it. Why so are you ruining it? It's not ruining it. It's it's for science and for education purposes. No, which it's I for understand. entertainment. I paid money for this entertainment. <laughs> there was no science involved. No, it's science because you need the animal up close. So anyway, this Texas ranger shoots all three of them, and Ratliff was out. The other two, Helms and Hill, ran for the woods. So we have another manhunt in our hands. And this one's assisted by an airplane, which I think is pretty impressive for 97. I don't think I would have thought that they were, like, looking for people at this point. Yeah, interesting one. Mm. Which planes were invented in, like, 1903, so I guess that's fine. But still, I wouldn't have expected that. I mean, they were using them in World War One. Well... Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. So several days later, they were taken into custody without another fight. They were in a town called Graham. Well, they just gave up? Yeah, they finally gave up. They were hungry and cold shot. So like, at this point, they are just like, fuck. During the manhunt, two more men were wounded because they accidentally shot themselves. Accidentally. Accidentally shot themselves with their own mm. weapons. So the number of wounded at this point is 11, including are robbers. Helms, Hill, and Ratliff had several wounds apiece and had not eaten for days, but they all survived. And now they're facing trial. So Hill, elf number one here, pleaded guilty to armed robbery, took the stand on his own behalf. He didn't need a fucking lawyer. And in March was sentenced to 99 sick. years in prison. Whoa! Three times recaptured. After settling down, he paroled in the 1940s, changed his name, and became settled a productive down. citizen. What did he settle down with? Unclear. He changed his. But in 1977, there was an article in the Abilene Reporter where he said he grew to be on good terms with Woody Harris, the teenage boy in the car, the T's. And he said, quote, he's a fine fellow. He's my friend. So plot twist, you know. Moral, morally positive. Helms, elf number two, was identified as one who actually gunned down the lawmen, two of them. And he was given a death sentence in late February. And he did try the, uh, and so it was unsuccessful. So he's executed by electric chair in September 6, 1929, which that's not a great way to go. I mean, not in 1929. Why? Because it was very rough. A lot of people didn't die in me. Uh, well, yeah. You got to wet the sponge. <laughs> Don't forget to wet the sponge. We've all watched Green. Okay, so the fate of. Tire bombs. That movie wrecked, wrecked me. So sad. Okay. Ratlet. Santa. Wicked Santa. 
was far more sensational than its other two. It was charged with robbery and abduction. The young hostage, Emma, had actually seen him without the suspicion on his face and made a positive identification of him in court. So that conviction, in a down, January 7th, 1928, got him 99 years. He was also charged with the death of Bedford in a separate trial, separate trial in March, but no one was able to actually identify him as a shooter. But this one gave him a death sentence. Like Helms, he thought, I'm going to plead insanity. And he started pretending like he was insane and wouldn't eat and would like go to the bathroom on himself and talk nonsense and stuff. I mean, if you're going to pretend to be insane, you need to like poop in your hands and fling it at people. Yeah, he was going all in. All in. And actually, all the people that were caring for him at this prison said, by all accounts, he looked insane. And it all began on the day that his friend, his bro, his elf, you know, whatever, was executed. Which, I mean, if I saw my friend, like, oh, shit, he died. That sucks. I'd probably do it, too. Yeah, it's scary. But he was awaiting a ruling on his appeal in jail in Eastland County. Remember that name. Gonna come up again. So he stopped eating and talking, and he forced jailers Tom Jones and Pack, in quotes, Kilborn to assist him. After serving him a meal one night, the two accidentally left his uh, cell unlocked, and from catatonic to just zooming out of there. He gone. He trying to escape jail. Didn't work very well, though. So he grabbed a pistol from a nearby desk. He shot Jones multiple times, which is really sad, before Kilborn managed him. So one of the jailers got shot. The other one was like, tackle and put it back in. The people of Eastland County were pissed, right? Because they were mad that he shot another cop. And they're also really pissed at him at this point to get out of execution. And as Jones is being tended to in the hospital where he would suddenly pass for his injuries. <laughs> Another dead person. The crowd kept vigil around the jail, growing upwards to 2,000 people before they turn into a mob. It's not going. Mm. So we got 2,000 people. They're starting to get mob-like, and then they're yeah. like, fuck it. We're going to take justice into our you, own hands. At what point do you turn into a mob? I mean, 2,000 people seems That's like a lot, lot of people. Like, I kind of feel like 2,000 people downtown Seguin would like... I mean, it doesn't lot. take much. I mean, 2,000? Like... That's more than in college when we talked about mob mentality, it was like ten people. That's what I'm saying. Doesn't take much. Takes one person to be like, let's go kill this guy. And everybody's like, Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do it. So they stormed the jailhouse, they pinned Kilborn, the guard, to the floor, grabbed his cell key, they freed Ratliff, they tied his hands and feet together, and dragged him outside. Outside there was a utility pole. They used the length of rope that they had with them and strung him up by the neck. The first rope broke. The second one did not. He did at about 9.55 p.m. that night on November 19th. Jones also, the other jailer, he died that evening as well, bringing the total number of dead, including the three bank robbers, six. No one was ever tried in association with the lynching, although a grand jury was formed. So at this point, the town's like, yeah, we should... Say lynching's bad. Let's get a bunch of people together. But then they never actually did me. Several thousand people's, people's, <laughs> persons actually viewed Ratliff's body the next day at a furniture store. People's, persons, okay, I don't know. People. No, I said. <laughs> you just say person. It's a word. Anyway, a bunch of people showed up in this furniture store to look at his dead body. Like, people are just fascinated with death. It's just a thing that happened, right? Do you want a viewing or just... To be burned no, first. I just want, I don't know, shit. 
I'm dead. Noted. What am I going to do? Anyway, a bunch of people show up. They're looking at his body until Judge Garrett ordered his corpse to be removed. His family then took possession of his body and arranged for a few in Fort Worth, Texas at the Olivet Cemetery. It's Olivet? Olivet? I don't know. Is Texas straight French. French? It sounds French, but is it Southern French where we just keep, I don't know. Is that a thing? Let me know, Fort Worth. The first national bank still stands in Sco, Texas, although it's in a new building. It features a painting of the robbery as well as a collection of newspaper clippings and pictures of everybody involved. In 1967, the Texas State Historical Survey Committee, which is now the Texas Historical Commission, which, fun fact, I work for now, (laughs) placed a marker on the bank bank, commemorating the robbery. Oh, I messed up words. (laughs) I'm ahead of you. Oh, okay. And this plaque gets right to the point. It's amazing. Observe. Quote, scene of daring Santa Claus robbery, December 23rd, 1987. During Christmas festivities, costume Santa and three fellow bandits looted bank of $12,200 cash and $150,000 in securities. They escaped through gun battle and two little girls as hostages. A three-day manhunt, manhunt followed. The children and money were recovered. The robbers captured. Six persons were killed, eight injured. Later, a mob lynched Santa when broke out of jail. The end. Oh, man. That's just like the best historical marker ever. Like, and we lynched Santa. No follow-up question. The Eastland County Law Enforcement, formerly a local jail, has an exhibit containing the lynching rope used to kill Santa. It is neatly coiled in a wood frame glass in a state, which I had on my head. It's Eastland County. Near Eveline? Yeah. Why didn't we go there? I didn't know it existed when we were there. So that is the story of the heisty Santa. Ooh. Ooh. Bad Santa. Bad Santa. But yeah, you can see that. Which leads to my second story, which is also in the CM and we have to go. Have to. Okay. I need it. Insert ad break. <laughs> Probably the most sauced I've been in a long time. So. Okay. My next story is related to this because as I was researching, I found at the museum, the Eastland County Museum, something that I love dearly. And because it's my birthday episode, I thought, why the fuck not? So, built in 1897. The Eastland County Jail contains many artifacts and mobilia of the Eastland County and law enforcement history. The jail once housed one of the infamous Santa Claus bank robbers and is the site of the last in Texas. So, what's the history here? What? Um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pause on that lynching out of out of prison. Oh yeah, there was outside of jail all the time. No, no, no. at you say at. Yeah. Like, it seems like that is a yeah, they very law-abiding situation. No, no, they'd rip them from the jail because they were a mob. And that happened at freaking... That's, that's fair. Sydney. How many people are a mob again? Well, the one we just talked about was 2000. It was a very... But, like, Seguin, our courthouse, there was a lynching fucking tree. So it happened often. Okay. So as I was looking at the news... It had a, if you're interested in this, you might be interested in this. And it was a lizard! Ah! Love lizards so much and I want one. Yeah, you are over your creature limit now. No, 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 I need a lizard. No. I want one. Doug or a lizard? 
Your choice. Okay, like I, there's a beer he at the pet store, and I want him so bad. But I know dog will eat him, so can't have him. But I want him. Okay. Okay. So back to the story. 1897. There was a huge ceremony kicking off the construction of the courthouse that included the creation of a time capsule, which a lot of old shit. The time capsule was to be the cornerstone of the courthouse and contain a Bible, some other documents, and you know, some other little knickknacks to mark the special. And according to local legend, these artifacts weren't the only place in the capsule. Dun, dun, dun. Teeth? Human teeth? No, I didn't say teeth at all. Artifacts. I was guessing. No. Alien heads. Crystal alien heads. Oh my god, I fucking hate that movie! You're just saying that. Most historically accurate representation. You're only saying that because you know how fired up that makes. (laughs) Absolutely not. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, which is probably, I think it was one of our first drunk dives on Patreon because of my fucking hatred for that movie. Incas? And Nazcas are not even in the same fucking area. Ernomai is there. Hey, reel it in, Link. No, no. If you're going to make it all indigenous people are not the same people, do your fucking research. Anyhow, rumor has it that before the time capsule was sealed, a dumbass decided to think very dumbass. Dumbass? Dumassery. A four-year-old, Will Wood, captured an unassuming... Four-year-old? I'm not calling him. For the record. You're kind of a jerk. Four-year-old. I'm calling his dad now. So he captured a horn toad and blink. And then in my nose, but for the record, I'm not calling a four-year-old a dumbass, but kids are wild and always sticky. Father, who was Eastland County Clerk Ernest E. Wood, thought it would be fun to conduct experiments on the horn toad to test a widely held theory the horn toads, which are actually, by the way, if you didn't know that, can hibernate for a hundred years. So poor Blanky was sealed up along with other time capsule items in the courthouse's cornerstone structure. I have so many thoughts. Blanky, the horn toad, was sadly forgotten until they were about to demolish the courthouse in 19... 19- so Mr. Wood, the guy that was like, this is a great idea, let's put this lizard in here. No, it's going to be fine. Like a time capsule? Uh-huh. In the cornerstone of the courthouse. But that's the whole purpose is look at it yeah but they're about to just like bulldoze the courthouse to do one yeah but that's when they look at it that's when they look at it that's when they look at mr wood the douchebag here they're starting to build a new courthouse and he's like hey look here i i uh might have done a thing you might find a lizard in there don't worry about it it was a joke it's not a big deal if you find a dead carcass of a lizard don't be mad at me that's what's going on here. Boyce House, editor of the Eastland Argus Tribune, passed the story along to news agents, and word spread like wildfire. And 1,000 to 3,000 people surrounded the courthouse rubble because of the story. Ed Pritchard, the county judge, officiated over the cornerstone opening to ensure that no sleight of hand happened. Oh, he asked man. for a reverend to be present. So Why? his name was Frank Singler. Because people are like, oh, I'll trust a reverend. <laughs> it's a lizard. Who okay. Cares? So he was a Methodist pastor and he showed up and he would watch over the procedure. Workers cleared the cornerstone and removed a metal sheet covering the small cavity in Singleton looked. You can imagine the shock mm-hmm. when the 31 year old horned toad horned. 
Horny. Horny. Horn Toad. Horny Toad. Was crouching flat, covered in dust, but was alive. How was there dust in there? Lies. There's. Worry about those. There are gaps. The following is a quote from the Texas Park and Wildlife. Eugene Kay, a local oilman and brother-in-law of Ernie Hood, reached in, bringing forth a flat, dusty, horned lizard. He passed the toad to Singleton, who gave it to Pritchard, and the judge raised the reptile up high. He was like, he's alive! <laughs> See? There are toads. It's true, they, but 31 lot. So the crowd roared. They were approving that this lizard's alive. And a lot of adults were actually shoving to get up to him to see him because he's a little small celebrity. Oh, bye. And they were trying to, like, grab at him. Which, I mean, don't do that. I mean, animals, it's don't. Dead. Don't. PSA, don't grab animals the without consent. Because. What's he going to do? Be like, come back from the dead? No, he's alive. You said he was dead. No, I said he was alive. No, they said he was alive. That he's alive. 31 years? Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> so I was right. No, no, at this point, he's alive. He's alive. <laughs> and also, you shouldn't just like two grubby fingers at a lizard because they're easily startled. I have only met one breed of lizard that doesn't care if you're like grabby hands. And that's a beardy. And that's why I want one because they're amazing. And you would love him. No. You would love him. You'd be amazing. Hey, uh, a vote from the crowd. No matter what you vote, it's a no, but should Keenan get a lizard? <laughs> okay, so, quote, I got there late and got on top of the pile of rubble to see what was going on, says Gaddis. He was 14 at the time. Quote, when they uncovered it, I couldn't see him. Then Pritchard, who was overseeing this, held him by the tail and he was wiggling. So proof that the lie. <laughs> quote, I am positive there was no hoax penetrated. <laughs> Or perpetrated. <laughs> perpetrated. I am okay. Fun fact. So on our show work, somebody was like, we need to penetrate Texas. And I am a child because I giggled in that meeting. <laughs> anyway, perpetrated. As one should. Quote, Preacher Singleton later declared to the Associated Press. Blinky was aptly named Old Rip. After Rip Finkel. I don't get it, because in that story, he took a turn nap. What story? The the one. The guy that did Sleepy Hollow. Finkel. Why would I know that? Everybody. Do you guys know that? <laughs> hey, no, seriously. Like, this is my life. Be like, oh, who knows that? Finkel's book. Look, it's 2021. Yeah. The attention span of a fucking gnat. So, like, unless there's a movie or a five-second clip. Like, okay, there's a lot of us in here of the historical AF-ness that like books without moves. <clears throat> gotcha. All right. No, no, you didn't. Moving on. Okay. You can have a good book without a movie. I'm not saying. Look at this ADHD with us both. He doesn't think he has it, but I think so. I'm not going to sit here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God damn it, I'm drunk. Okay. <laughs> Quote, Texas Christian University did a biology to examine old Rip. An x-ray revealed that he had a broken leg. His horns and spike were worn down, possibly from trying to escape his prison of a fucking cornerstone. Like, who would do that? 
And Did he have like claw marks? It was not noted. Claw marks. I mean, apparently he's alive. But otherwise, he was healthy. So when cynics claimed that Singleton and Pritchard had brought a live horny tone <laughs> to a what? What kind of a toad? Horny toad. Horny toad. Now he's a horny toad. You can call it either one. Horned or horny. He started out as horny. Now he's horny. Okay. <laughs> they were saying they they were switching them out like. It was dead, and then they threw a live one in to be like, it's alive. Local businessman Hiram McKillis offered $1,000 to anyone who could find a horned toad in February, which is a near impossible feat since lizards are hibernating at that point underground. I've never seen other. Well, they're like, no. Are they? I mean, pretty much. So they're not. They're not around here. We will not be able to. The lizard I found and loved, he was a Texas lizard of sort, but not a horned toad. They do the look like berries. No, the one in the tree that Doug ate his tail. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. Okay. So, Will Wood actually said that the lizard survived because he was buried alive with a Bible. God. <laughs> it was Jesus! God. Jesus saved him! Bless you, oh, witness. So, the lizard became a celebrity, because obviously, why would And he traveled Wait, the... Wait, do they have, like... I mean, they do now. Really? They do. Okay. And he traveled the U.S. and even went to Washington, D.C., where he met President Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> he met a president! I haven't met a president. Have I? No. No, I have not. The town also started selling postcards with the little lizard on it. Because they're like, hey, come here. We got this little famous lizard. <laughs> Old Rip even made his mark on television. The toad was supposedly the inspiration between the cartoon character Michigan J. Frog, created by Chuck Jones, which is the singing and dancing frog that is the Warner Brothers mascot. He's Michigan. What's his name? J. Frog. Michigan J. Frog? Michigan J. Frog. Is the frog. Hey, I learned so hey people, I learned something today. This is the thing you learned. <laughs> that was the interesting part. <laughs> I'm, I'm, fill in the blanks, folks. I'm, you learned it. Man. Michigan <laughs> yeah, J Frog. Michigan J Frog. The Warner Brothers. Why is it called Michigan? I don't know. I didn't look that up. It mm -hmm. wasn't relevant. See, what here's else? a situation where you're right. Everyone's gonna be like, you're gonna decipher and <laughs> interpret. As you see fit. And then everyone's going to take a different thing away. Like, not everyone takes the same thing. I mean, I found this interesting, too, because I love... Michigan J. Frog. That's what I got. Because he's all like... He supposedly was based off of this lizard. And then the demand for horned toads exploded. Zoos wanted them. A local gas station offered a horned lizard with every fill-up. What? I fill up my car, like, at least twice a week. So... I can have two lizards. <laughs> the Dallas Advertising League quickly sold 600 lizards at the International Advertising Association of World Convention in Detroit. Sid Sackett of Coleman, the only known horde lizard breeder at the time, saw prices jump from a whopping five cents a head to 25 cents, which is only $4 today, which I feel is a steal because a bearded lizard right now is like $60 at least. So, yeah. College professors at Brownwood prepared to seal a horned lizard in their tight container to test this hibernation theory. And then Eastland County planned to, plan to place a horny toad in the new courthouse cornerstone that May. 
But in both instances, the Fort Worth Human Society intervened and the creatures were released because fucking what's wrong with people? Don't seal them up if you don't know if they survive. It's fucking cruel. Don't do that. Sadly, old Rip died after miraculous and Texas Parks and Wildlife notes that he died of pneumonia. Oh no. Oh no. He broke. Texas? Mm-hmm. Naturally, he was preserved, i.e. Em- embalmed and placed within an open coffin inside the courthouse. It was built by the barrow under the made of a tiny little casket. Yeah, it's very adorable. Grieving friends said goodbye during an extended visitation at the funeral home and later the courthouse. Yes, he had an actual funeral. But even death wasn't enough to end his story. County officials allowed him to travel to fairs and exhibitions. After World War II, the Wood family returned Old Rip to the courthouse in a special enclosure. You'd think this is the end of the story, right? Nope. The plot thickens, right? As it turns out, poor Old Rip was not able to... No! A fun... Just saying... As it turns out, former Texas governor John Connolly tried to pick him up by one leg to be like, hey, look at the old lizard, and his leg fell off. What? Why are people? No, there's no lucky lizard foot. <laughs> yeah, there is. Liz- okay. Lizard legs. So then in 1970, his corpse was stolen <sighs> and a letter was left to the ransom note stated Liz that left a letter. Who does that? It's a ransom note. It sounds like a bunch of made up. So who leaves a letter when they steal lizards? Exactly. So the ransom note stated that the thief who stole the horned toad felt remorse for his part in the hoax conspiracy. No one does it and still feels. That's a made up bunch she of. She wanted the public to know that he was confessing that this was. And that he helped create the myth that the horned toad had survived in two minutes. Wait, what was the year difference between this? 28 to 70. I don't do math, so you do math with your brain. No. Monk, monk. This is like 75 years, 65. Anyway. The kidnapper alleged that a live horned toad was switched out at, at the moment they revealed the very original blink. The kidnapper demanded... That his accomplice accomplices come forward and confess about taking Wait, part the lizard? in the hope. Well, he was saying they put the lizard in, the lizard died, and that they switched it over, and he wanted everybody to admit that they switched a live one for a oh, dead one. It sounded like the lizard was trying to have his captors come forward. <laughs> no. I mean, would have been way I better. Mean, you should change story. So when no accomplices came forward, the defeated kidnappers sent word that Old Rip could be found at the county head fairground, where officials later retrieved a dead horn toad in his original coffin. But many people claim that the toad that they recovered was in better condition than the one that was kidnapped. Was you much don't know that. Uh, no, because the governor... Broke his leg off. <laughs> so we have a really good lizard conspiracy going. Imposter or not, the horned toad, Old Rip, aka Blinky, is chilling at the museum in his glass coffin today. As for horned lizards in what general, museum? 
in Loudoun County. Yeah, but what's Texas, the museum? Eastland County Museum. For the city? Uh-huh. It's has, the old jail. So, has anyone ever been to, like, a city museum? Like, are, we've all been to, like, national right. museums. We've all been to, like, uh, ranger, like, uh, a, a like, topic museum. But, like, a city museum? Mm-hmm. I've never been to a city museum. Ever. Really? I mean, I've been to city. No. I well, mean, I, I go, yeah, I've been to Seguin. I have not. <laughs> Do they have a museum? Yeah, we Where? have a museum. It's on the square. Huh? It's in the square by the pecan. World's largest pecan. But that's actually the smallest pecan of the world's largest pecan. So it's really a false <laughs> advertising. No, seriously, like this, a, a city museum? Yeah. It's like the most boring thing ever. No, it's the county, Except but it was one. the old museum that w- it was a jail. So they turned the jail into. Him. Where's the museum at? At the previous location of the jail. This lizard's cool, but I'm not driving to Abilene. You know where that? As for horned lizards in general, old ribs lizard fam are all gone. Pesticide overuse in season seventies and the invasion of fire ants harmed the harvester ants. Yeah. I want to know more about that. That's in- they they took over their main food source. Oh, that's so boring. the lizards Never mind. <laughs> Retract. Retract my so, so the lizards have all but disappeared in central Texas. And only a few have been reported in the Dallas Fort Worth area in Millam County. So in nineteen sixty seven the state of Texas made the sale of horned toads or horny lizards. Either or illegal. In 1977, the reptiles were added to the state's threatened species list. In the 1980s, ownership of them became off-limits, and the Horned Lizard Conservation Society was formed in 1990 to save what they call The Horny Lizard. The Horny Lizard, yeah. So, the average Texas Horned Lizard lives only five to but Old Rip was a unusual Horned Lizard. According to Lena, who was part of the uh, Texas State Wildlife article I read. And I shit you not. Okay. The city honors him every year in a festival known as Rip Fest. I mean, I would go. I mean, it looks amazing. It's the first Saturday of every October. Per the Facebook page, quote, everyone's favorite day in Eastland, Texas includes Rip Fest with a 5K Large parade, vendor booths, bouncy houses, pony rides, and tons of food and live music. It also has a pageant, car show, and a wine. So I'm on board for a lot of that. Color. (laughs) Oh, man. Old Rip has become part of the Eastland economy for decades. There's the Old Rip Cafe, the Old Rip Capco, and Old Rip Soda Company. So... He's part of their brand. Should I have like the original soda? Like was soda? It? Maybe. Soda shop? Route 66 soda shop. <laughs> and finally, the city celebrates Old Rip with a ceremony every February 18th at the courthouse. Local dignitaries and school children gather to repeat a pledge, nay, a oath. That provides that they keep his legend alive. So they recite a pledge that he was real. Whoa. Whoa. Old Rip lives. But, I mean, scientifically, let's not look too far into that. He probably did not live 30 points in a box with no food or air or water. He's a ghost lizard. <laughs> that died of pneumonia. Yeah. Obviously. No. That's what, that's what happens. Anyway, hey, 
Guys, seriously. Hey, so hey, hey, hey. The most important thing uh-huh. when you are a participant yep. of a parade <laughs> is the chitlins. Like, you got to look at them in the face. And when they're like, I'll quick in their hands, you'd be like, you are the greatest thing ever. Hi. And their eyeballs are just like, boof. I mean, you were really adorable. I was watching. You also, that and drunk people, because they're... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Their mental capacity is about the same. So it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Fredericksburg has a lot of and yeah, people like, were sloshed. Yeah, like uh, out of any parade I've ever been to, I was like, man, you guys are having really good time. Well, I've never been to a parade where you can have open also, glasses of booze with you. The wineries are like lining the streets just handing out yeah everybody had wine glasses i don't know where they were getting those but i think that old lady yeah it was really she thought i knew her (laughs) i was like i'm not sure i think she was trying to get with you she was lunging i mean she lives there she i mean it it helps our situation my computer just died (laughs) you know you know thank you for coming I had a great time. Thanks for having me. I'll be back. I will be back. I mean, if you guys like, as you know, you can be a future guest. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I've got some better topics that I'll come up with. Uh, I'm not going to present. It's not happening, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm excited that you made your debut for the public. You have been on Patreon content, but you've not been on public content. I mean, with the exception of you yelling in the background, there's been a few. Like I said, I've been. (laughs) I mean, most. Thanks for coming, everybody. I hope you enjoy. We are completely sauce. I am. Well, I want to thank you again for joining me. If you want to watch this live and watch all the unedited, (laughs) that's not a word, unedited. Fuckery, then join Patreon. That's patreon.com slash historical AF pod. If you want to support and buy merch, that is shop.spreadshirt.com slash historical AF pod. And send me stories for the extra AF episodes. And that is historical AF pod. Maybe you could join me for those. That'd be fun. Oh, what? Read emails. Yeah! Read <laughs> people's personal experiences. And then Seriously, give me some juicy ones if the, you're to do that. Yeah, right? there's been some like cult shit, some ghost shit, crime shit. I really feel like everyone has like a personal experience and like they want to tell it, but they don't want to tell it. Like you guys could even like do the, I'm Facebook using 273, blah, 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 blah. That way you like, know who you yeah. are. Okay. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.